Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Active Explorer podcast. This is our third episode, and well, I'm a little lonely today. Keith and I were not able to coordinate our schedules today, so I'm winging it on my own, which means we don't have the technical know-how here in the studio that I normally do. Keith is my whiz with all these buttons and dials, and I'm just trying to record from home today. So I really hope that this works out well for you and, and that uh, the re- quality of the recording and my fumbles don't upset you too much. But, you know, I'm all about not uh, trying to strive for perfection. I really embrace that if we want to get something out the door, you have to do it with some flaws and imperfections. That's all part of the beauty of the process. So today I'm going to talk to you about adventure travel planning tips. And um, really this is near and dear to my heart because you know I love to travel so much. And and part of making that successful is in the planning, starting out with where you're going to go. I mean, I've been wanting to visit New Zealand for years. I want to go there and backpack and revisit a place where I spent quite a bit of time when I was a young child. But unfortunately, that has not been on my expense possibilities for at all, even though it's been at the top of my bucket list. So I can't just choose that number one item off my list. I have to look at some realities, such as my bank account, just like most of us do. So how do you pick a place to travel? And then how do you plan for this big trip? I mean, it's a lot of money and a lot of time off. And uh, you want to not mess up planning. And you want to get there and make the most of your time and money. So here we go. We're going to talk about six trips for adventure travel planning. I also have a written version of this over on Liftopia's blog that I wrote for them recently. So if I cover something here and you want to read about it, head on over to Liftopia.com and check out their blog. And they have a whole written version of what I'm talking about here today. But recently I visited Jordan and that was with Columbia Sportswear. I felt very lucky to um, get to do that. And one thing about that trip was that it was really planned out well. We weren't privy to the schedule. They kept it secret from all of us. But they had every day planned, transportation planned. And quite frankly, on uh, the third day, we crawled out of a slot canyon. It was a wet canyon. And although Jordan is very desert-like, it also can get really pretty cold. So we'd been hiking and scrambling and wading through water all day and we climbed up out of that canyon and it was breezy and cold and all I could think is I am so glad that somebody has a plan to be out here in the middle of the desert cold wet hungry uh, I wanted to know that we were headed somewhere with a bed and some food I didn't really care if it was good food or a comfortable bed because at that point I could have slept on a rock but uh, we were headed to Ramana camp which is in the Dana Biosphere Reserve in Jordan. We did not know that's where we're headed. We got there after dark. That's a whole other story that I actually just wrote about over on theactiveexplorer.com. But uh, at that point, I was just really glad that we had a ride and some place to go. And whatever your travel style is, there's a chance you're going to have to make some plans, uh, even if you decide to ad-lib it once you get there. So selecting the destination, kind of going back to where I started with this, uh, obviously you want to start with your bucket list and 
you know, what is a bucket list? I mean, we all hear that term all the time. If you go and look it up in the dictionary, it is uh, defined as a number of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to have or accomplish during their lifetime. And for me and our purposes today, we're going to talk about travel bucket lists. Start with that bucket list and pick three or four ideas and write them down. Don't be all picky. Don't try to overthink this at this point. Just go to that bucket list of places that you've just always wanted to go and write down the top three or four items there. Next, look at the limitations. That's where I was talking about uh, wanting to visit New Zealand and not having been able to do so so far because of the limitation of my bank account. It just keeps getting struck off of my list time and time again. But some really amazing places have made the cut. For example, in recent years, I have hiked in Glacier National Park, canyoneering in southern Utah. I've been backpacking in the Desolation Wilderness. All of them were trips of a lifetime at a price I could afford. And the planning phase of before the trip was critical to making those trips so rewarding. Oh, as you look at this list of three or four things that you put down there, you're going to consider money, which I already mentioned. Now the dates that you have to work for. Uh, we can't always take off on any time we want to. Luckily, I am blessed with a job that gives me a fair bit of flexibility, but a lot of people have to plan their vacations out a long ways in advance. I know when I worked for the fire service, we had to book our vacations a year in advance, so there wasn't as much flexibility for travel as I have now, and most people deal with that. They have very limited windows that they can travel. It might be school schedules or something along those lines. So using finances, dates of travel, take a look at your destinations. For example, when I went to Glacier, I visited the first week of July. However, if I had only had May off, that the kind of trip I wanted to do, hiking a lot of the high trails, and not doing it in snowshoes wouldn't have been possible. In fact, I arrived there in July and the going to the Sun Road had just opened the day I arrived. So I cut that one kind of tight because that was high on my list of things that I wanted to see and do while I was in Glacier was to drive across that road. So looking at finances, dates, strike some things off of your off that list that you made from your bucket list that you may end up with only one item left or you may actually find that you need to come up with some replacement items. You might have struck out your entire list. Additionally on the dates, besides weather, look at how crowded an area is. Is it more expensive on the dates that you would like to go? If you're wanting to take a tour, go ahead and make a preliminary call to the potential tour companies you'd like to use and find out what they have available. You might find that they're completely booked on the dates that you have. So this is a phase where you're doing some preliminary research. You're not booking anything just yet, but you're just checking out, can you get accommodations, tours? Is it going to be crazy crowded and you're dealing with a whole bunch of tourists? Does it suddenly, the pricing spike, like the height of ski season here in Utah, if you try to stay on resort, it's pricey. You may have to stay in the valley or make a different plan. So just try and do that preliminary research using the short list that you have and even replacing some of those items if you have to. Once you have made it all the way through this preliminary research, it's time to pick one uh, and 
that you're going to use to book your dates and um, just to go ahead and start making some firm planning. Now, if you do have like three or four items left, which would be great that you have that many options. Most of the time that doesn't happen for me. I'm usually down to one if I'm lucky. But if you do have more than one left, go ahead and pick the one that really tugs at your heart. I mean, close your eyes, imagine yourself in that space, and which one just gets you excited. This is really emotional. It's not a, a bunch of logic here. Look at that list, think through each one, imagine yourself there, and make a decision. Now that you've made that decision and you have the destination in mind, it's time to do even more research. So look at online sources, such as um, TripAdvisor, Yelp, those kind of places where you can get some tips and reviews. Also look up pertinent blogs. Simply Google the destination and you're going to find a lot of info. You pick up some guidebooks that's kind of old school but I don't know about you but I kind of dig taking a guidebook to bed with me at night and just dreaming about the destination and flipping through it I'm also a map junkie so I usually will be ordering um, travel uh, trail maps long before I arrive so there's another option for you because I'm so active in social media I will go to Twitter Facebook other even uh, Instagram, and I will search for the destination that I'm planning to travel to and get a sense for who in the social space is really connected to my destination. And this worked out particularly well for me on a trip to Rocky Mountain National Park. I managed to connect with some bloggers out in that area that told me which trails were good, where to get a good bite to eat. I have to say that entire trip was better because I got active on Twitter. Uh, people tend to write off social media as being useless or frivolous, but it can be a really good source of information. Even once you get on site, tweet out, where should I eat now that I'm in Estes Park? And I'm pretty sure you'll get an answer. Same thing with here in Salt Lake City. We have a lot of active uh, social media personalities, both in the food or the skiing realms. Just start asking questions and you're going to communicate with locals about what's good in their area. You're getting that local beta firsthand from people who live there. Just take the time to research who you're listening to. Make sure they really are connected to the area. Quick look at their stream will give you that information. It won't take you long. Next, evaluate your health and fitness before making too many plans. One thing that people do is feel like they're just going to be a superhero as soon as they go on vacation and you're not going to climb better, ski better, hike better or faster or farther just because you're on vacation. You really need to be realistic. So if you're planning a backpacking trip or you're going to book a tour, book it within your abilities. Don't think that you're going to go out there and pull off some kind of hero antics what could end up happening is you have to back out and lose the money that you invested in the uh, in that trip or tour or maybe you suddenly have to cancel the whole backpacking loop that you wanted to do and you're scrambling for new plans so be realistic about what you can do don't book something way beyond that setting a bit of a goal to train for your trip is a good thing but don't think you're going to suddenly have abilities that you didn't work up for before you left 
Now, outlining the itinerary, and this is fun because at this point, you're really starting to nail down what you're going to do on the trip. But I'm a real proponent of don't overdo this phase of it. And some people, even myself, actually look at this and maybe book a first night and then stop there. So a couple of modes for planning your itinerary. Take a look at all the things you've heard or read are really good there to do. And what is our don't miss items on your uh, list that you want to do and look at how far they are from each other or do you need to book a guide for any of that um, those will determine things that you really need to think about if it's a day's drive for instance in Jordan uh, we covered a good chunk of that country but it took some logistical planning to know that we could make it from A to B in so many hours they, this wasn't a destination where everything was compact and on top of each other. There, in some cases, were half a day or full day travel in between activities or fun places to do stuff. So evaluate that and make sure that you know how close the things you want to do are to each other. Now, the styles of planning. Uh, you might find everything's all together where you want to go. East Glacier was one of those places for me. I had my hostel booked, and that was it. I knew where I was going to sleep at night. And beyond that, I just got on site and started talking to people. And that worked exceptionally well because just depending on how I felt each day, I went out and did what I felt like doing because it was all right there within a quick and easy drive. And I didn't have anything planned as far as backpacking or some type of tour that required scheduling. So there's the ad-lib philosophy and then the planning it philosophy but even when you do plan it I strongly suggest leave some down days every day or two schedule one that's off but try to schedule it in an area that is going to have a lot for you to do so for instance if I were headed back to Jordan and I wanted to plan some down days I would do it in the Dana biosphere area because there's just so much to do there's hikes there's canyons beautiful places to stay there to have a, a free day there would never be wasted. So incorporate in your planning some unplanned days. Don't overdo the planning. It might be your style to plan something every day and that won't be wrong. I think that in most cases though, people will over plan their trip, find themselves kind of grinding through the trip, exhausted, and what good is that doing anybody? You're really not having fun at that point. So. Don't overdo it. Plan some down days. You will still have a really good time on those days. Sometimes it's beneficial to leave some of the planning until the last minute. Now, this is not on my blog post for Liftopia, but I will take you to a friend of mine, Rochelle Lucas, uh, traveled to South Africa. And one of the things she came back and shared with me was that if you booked safari-type trips from overseas, they were exorbitantly expensive. But if you got on site and booked them, fraction of the cost. So walk-up booking for that type of activity was a really good idea. And that's something you can pick up by communicating with bloggers or locals that you find out. They'll say, don't book that tour until you're right here in front of somebody and can kind of haggle it a little bit. So that would be an exception to wanting to plan some type of tour, guided uh, function, 
is uh, if you know that you could save money by showing up and doing it in person. Now that you've coordinated where you want to go, or at least picked out where you want to go, and what kind of itinerary you're thinking of and potential dates that you might have to work around as far as tours, it's time to start booking. Start booking your flights, start booking your tours, your lodging. Uh, a little hint here though, airlines tend to creep up their rates on the weekends, so I would really suggest booking your flights midweek. Not every airline does this, like anything there's exceptions, but I find Tuesday, Wednesday to be good days to book flights and, uh, and you may find that as well. So try to avoid the weekend booking to get the best prices so that they aren't just creeping up over the weekends because they know that people have more time to do planning on the weekends and are taking advantage of that. One last thing, now you've got everything pat, you know, planned and your schedule set and the day is arriving, it's time to start thinking about packing. Well, packing really is an art. <laughs> art meets engineering. Um, one thing I like to do is I'll just cruise the web for some packing lists. Now, none of them are going to be perfect for me, but they help me remember stuff that I might have accidentally left in the drawer. So I'll go through an, a canned packing list and I'll edit it to fit my needs. For example, I'm somebody who, yeah, I like clean skivvies every day. And I don't mind hand washing some of them, but um, I'm not going to be that, you know, one panties for a three-week trip girl. It's not going to happen. Uh, at the same note, I don't need a separate suitcase for them, but I just know that I need to take several. That's my customization to a list. Uh, also, you're not going to catch me dressing up when I'm out on a trip. I'm really a roughing it girl who's going to be out there hiking. So uh, in place of a skirt, there'll be more hiking pants or shorts or another pair of trail runners. Some lists, you know, have way too much but just use them as a tool customize them let them help you but don't let them dictate what you do so that is the outline of how I get ready for a trip and it's just a simple it's a process that has worked for me for a long time and I would really like to hear though what tips you could give me and give our other listeners for planning trips find maybe a few deal-saving ideas, and in particular, let's hear some packing tips because I don't think I've ever nailed that one. I, uh, I could really work on being the carry-on only girl. I'm not quite there yet. I do really well backpacking, but when it comes to traveling overseas, I don't have all that packing stuff down so well. So if you've got some tips you could give me and, and the other listeners, please share them. And for now, I am going to cut this uh, experiment short because I don't have Keith here, and I'm hoping that you've enjoyed the podcast today. And if you would, please give us a review and uh, a rating there on iTunes because that's how we let other people find us. Uh, it, they use those algorithms to promote the podcasts, and quite frankly, that's what we're here for is to share this information with as many people as possible. So you can reach me on Twitter at active underscore explorer. You can also reach me by email, erika, E-R-I-K-A, at theactiveexplorer.com. Send me your ideas and feedback. I would really love to hear from you. And until then, happy hiking and travels. Have a great day.